The following episode of BG Mania is brought to you by OP Seat. Whether you're a master or grandmaster, you can't go wrong with OP Seat, the official gaming chair of Level Down Games. Featuring the ultimate level of luxury and performance, these chairs are fully backed by us after countless hours of use, and you can catch our unboxing and review over at leveldowngames.com this week. Upgrade your battle station today with OP Seat, the best chairs in the business. to BG Mania, a weekly video game music podcast found right here at Level Down Games, where we explore some excellent music and talk about our experience with each game. I'm Brian, joined as always by Brentwood alumni's own Reggie, uh, wait, uh, Frank. Hey guys, how you doing? But it's like having Reggie on the episode. My buddy is Reggie. You also went to the same high school. We did. Just years and years apart. L.I. represent. Oh, wait, it's only my guess. Years and years apart, right, though? Years and years and years apart, yes. Yeah. For those just joining us, what we like to do here at BG Media is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes like our anniversaries, which we have coming up in July. Our two-year anniversary episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. That'll be the bonus episode for that month, but that'll be a lot of fun. So you're always guaranteed to hear something new, something fresh, and something exciting each and every week. Don't forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. Thanks are also in order for tonight's official episode sponsor, this morning's whenever you're listening to us, OP Seat. Check them out, opseat.com. One thing I want to mention before we actually get to the rest of the episode, I've had a couple questions come in for both our Max Level and BG Mini Video Game Music Podcast about why we no longer include the name of the podcast and the episode number in the actual title. So obviously, you know, last week you just saw farewells and goodbyes. This week you're just seeing the tribute to Reggie. 
There's no BG Mania in the title. There's no episode number in the title. Reason being, and we do put those in the description now as the very first sentence, but reason being Apple about a month and a half ago sent out a news blast or an email blast to everybody that had a podcast through Apple Podcasts to all content creators, letting them know that it was in bad taste to include the name of your podcast and the episode number in the actual title tags. There were rumors and they even said themselves that they would start penalizing podcasts that actually continued to put the name of the show and the episode numbers in the titles. They since have went back and said that they're not going to, but even if there's just a slight chance that they change their mind because Apple is constantly always evolving the way that they handle things on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and whatever, I don't want us to get penalized for it. So every time I upload it, I'm just going to start putting that in the description as I have been doing, and the titles will just be what the actual episode is going to be about. I hope that answered any questions that may have arisen about why we stopped listing the podcast the way that we used to and do it now just the you know with with just the actual description of the show so hopefully that answered any questions frank we are doing something extremely special on today's episode you and i both being extreme nintendo kids at heart the first time we saw reggie e3 2004 comes out this awesome quote that we're going to put in here at the end right before we kick out to the next track he was everything Nintendo wasn't. You know what I mean? Like Nintendo was very quiet, fam- family, reserved, family friendly, family. family friendly, quiet, reserved. Yeah. And Reggie is he's from Long Island. He's from, you know, New York. He's bolsterous. He's loud. He's over the top. And it just worked so well to introduce him that way. My name is Reggie. I'm about kicking ass. I'm about taking names and we're about making great games. It's so freaking cool that that actual quote there. And yeah, what we decided to do on today's episode, because Monday is Reggie's actual official last day at Nintendo of America. He is retiring uh, April 15th. So since this episode is uploading on April 10th, a few days beforehand, we're going to do our own tribute to Reggie the way that we enjoy doing tributes through video game music. And I know I saw a lot of other media outlets put up their tributes, like written text stuff. But the one thing I enjoy that's unique about us is we have this video game podcast, video game music podcast, and we can actually explore the time that he was at Nintendo through music. So what we decided to do, we picked eight tracks apiece, starting from the end of 2003, when he started at Nintendo, December 2003, up through current day, April of 2019. The games had to release during that time frame. But if at all possible, the games also have to tie into Reggie in some way. So that was our criteria for putting together this track list. And we put them in order of release. So we have it from, you know, latest to earliest release. So we kicked off with my first pick, which was from Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door, which released on the Nintendo GameCube. And the name of that track was Rogueport, which is one of the towns in the game. Released here in North America, October 11th, 2004. So Reggie hadn't been at Nintendo yet throughout the year. Like, I mean, he hadn't even been there for 12 months yet. And this was composed by three individuals. Couldn't find a breakdown of who was responsible for that particular track. But it was Yoshito Hirano, 
Yuka Tsukiyoki and Saki Harayama, the three individuals responsible for doing the music on this track. This is an amazing piece of music right here, Frank. And Paper Mario, an amazing game that we need to go back to at some point. Yes, we should go back to doing the original Paper Mario style games. I think so too. Like obviously with the the more recent ones that we saw, like Sticker Star and Color Splash, it didn't feel as Paper Mario felt back in the day. It definitely felt different. It felt changed. Yeah, but these games they're just they're just fun. Uh, and the era of Reggie was a fun era. Yeah, the era of Reggie was absolutely fun. And you'll notice through a lot of the picks that we made tonight, they're either more fun in nature or they're epic, like they're epic pieces of music from grand games. So he was, I mean, like we just personified his career in that way because he was all about fun. Every time E3 came around, every time Nintendo was physically on stage and even during their Nintendo Directs, he made sure to make people have fun, make people laugh. He was good at doing that. Very much in the way that uh, Satoru Iwata was also good at doing yes. it and, and, you know, bringing light to certain situations. So we're going to, like I said, we're going to explore his career through these awesome Nintendo pieces of music that we've picked. And yeah, like I said, Roadport is such a good freaking piece of music. It's such a good town theme. Uh, just I remember getting there for the first time and how special I thought Thousand Year Door was because Paper Mario on the Nintendo 64, that was a good game. It was a good game. But Thousand Year Door blew it out of the water. It raised the bar for what Paper Mario could end up being in the future and still, I think, sits at the top of Paper Mario yeah, in terms of the best game. Yeah, it is definitely the best of the, the trilogy. Yeah, Super Paper Mario is good too. And we're, we're, we're calling it the trilogy, right? Yeah, we're not counting the ones after. Super Paper Mario, okay. we haven't seen one since then. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we're going to move on now to another track that I picked, and it happens to be about a game that everyone has been asking Reggie to localize. And, you know, through social media, through interviews, this game always comes up and we still haven't gotten it yet. So we have a little funny sound clip to play before we get to the music. But then we're going to take a listen to Tragic Reconstruction from Mother 3. My name is Reggie, I'm about kicking ass, I'm about taking names, and we're about making games. Come on, Reggie, give us Mother 3! How about this instead?
And that was Tragic Reconstruction from Mother 3, a game several of us out there, millions of us potentially, myself being one of them, are... There's dozens of us. There's thousands upon millions of us that want to play Mother 3, because right now it is exclusive to Japan, releasing April 20th, 2006, there on the Game Boy Advance, uh, composed by Shogo Sakai. The great Shogo Sakai. Yeah, it's not it's not fair in Japan. Okay, but we have Monster Jam Steel, Monster Steel Jam. So Monster Jam Steel that? Titans or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah who cares? Yeah, who cares? Coming it's out uh, later this month from a uh, terrible company. So that's gonna yeah. be a terrible game. So uh, <laughs> I have no idea where this particular music takes place, but you hit the nail on the head when we're listening to that. It sounds like a very imperial type city. Or imperial type area. Why this game has not been localized yet? It's just—it's a crime. If the game was done, like if you know, if all they had to do was just release it, if it was already localized, there's been several gaps in the release calendar for Nintendo where they could have used a release such as Mother Three, one that's yeah. going to sell as many copies as it will when it comes out. You would think that they would have capitalized on one of their dry periods and put this game out. So I'm wondering if maybe it actually isn't completely done yet for, you know, release in North America. Uh, Doug, Mr. Bouncer, uh, what's happened? We got to we got to follow through with Reggie's starting footprints, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. And uh, and have him, you know. What if Reggie wrote down an edict before he left? He goes, Yes, I, I'm retiring, but you can never release this game. He'll break my heart. <laughs> that would be uh, that would be terrible, dude. That would be really, really, really bad. So, uh, all right. Well, I have the first three picks on today's episode, so we're going to move to my next pick you here. three in a row, Brian. I do. I do. And this game actually was announced at the infamous E3 2004 press conference where we first saw Reggie. And this game here is, is fantastic. So from The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, this is Fyrus. So, so hang on a minute, Scott. So at least I don't need a sword to kick ass and take names. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't top that.
And that was Fyrus from The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, a game we have talked a lot about here, Frank. We've talked a lot about Twilight Princess because I really think that it is one of the better Zelda games ever released. It is. Yeah, it absolutely is. And that uh, that particular track there composed by Toro Midegishi. Uh, Asuka Ota also worked on the soundtrack for uh, Twilight Princess. But this game came out for the uh, Nintendo Wii here in North America, November 19th, 2006. And then we would get it on the GameCube a month later, December 11th, 2006. Uh, I myself waited for the GameCube version, as I always said. I played it on the Wii later, but I played through the GameCube version first because it was the game. It was the way the game was meant to be played. No, it was meant to be played. It was meant to be played on the Wii. No, it wasn't. We would, we would like to play the uh, the Wii started development like their R and D. I think well after Twilight Princess was already started. So when the game came out in 2006, with the Wii had just you know just came out, it had started development on the GameCube. Like the game initially was meant to be played as a GameCube game. So I wanted to play through it that way, and I did enjoy it much more with a controller, but it was still intuitive and fun on the Wii. I just didn't think it was for me as much as the GameCube version was with the classic controller. I mean, it's definitely meant to be played on the GameCube, uh, to the fact that, you know, Link is right-handed in the, Correct. the Wii version because most people are right-handed. Correct. Yeah, that is... Uh, so they, they, they literally reversed the game. Which was kind of funny at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did play through this again on the Wii U as well with the uh, HD version. I was actually just talking to another one of our Level Down Games cohorts, Kyle, the other day. There are also rumors that there are going to be ports of Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD coming soon to the Switch. Like, it sounds like with the, um, if you if you remember seeing the news, there was a leak from Best Buy that Link to the Past was coming to the Switch. So people are starting to be under the assumption that maybe Nintendo is literally just trying to put the entire series on the Switch. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Through, through a combination of Netflix with the originals, and then if they're releasing A Link to the Past, uh, give me Ocarina of Time, give me Majora's Mask again, I'd be fine playing yeah, through all we, those we games We have Link's again. Awakening coming later on this year. Yeah, so they could, uh, maybe they'll remake the Oracle games, or maybe Capcom. Dude, what if that's they? What if that's what they announce at E3 this year? What if Capcom says, we're coming out with a full remake of Oracle of Seasons and Ages for the Nintendo Switch? That could be huge, because we don't know what Capcom is working on right now. They just put out Resident Evil 2 Remake. They just put out Devil May Cry 5. They have nothing else on their plate right now. Mega Man 11 was just a couple months ago. It'll be Street Fighter 6. You think they would move so quick to it? I, I hope not. I, I, hope, I hope so. Street Fighter 5 was, was horrible. But I'm not gonna, we're, not, we're not gonna dwell on the evil past. Wouldn't you hope that uh, Street Fighter 6 is like five years away so that they can get it right? <laughs> I hope it's 50 years away after they just do the five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got the next pick, though. All right. Uh, a game that I would say I've never played. And it just shows. Look at me. You know, you just look at me. You can tell. And, audio it, and it shows. But I, ho- I hope your body is ready. This is strength training from WeFit. Is do a uh, what we call a body check on somebody. So today, I think we'll do it with Reggie. My body, ready, my body is ready.
And that was strength training from Wii Fit. Number one selling video game of all time. Is that right? Uh, it's I think it's the number one selling selling Nintendo exclusive of all time, right? It's something along that lines. We talked we talked about it on the Maxwell podcast a couple months ago, but I think it's the number one Nintendo exclusive out there because of how many people bought it on the Wii. Unbelievable. Uh, I joke about it all the time, but it's true. Nintendo is a accessory selling machine. Yes, they are. They. Uh, I mean, and I have several of them all over the place. Uh, it is an audio podcast, but I have Rob the Robot right behind me. And I love it. it, it you know, the Wii Fit definitely got a lot of people out there exercising. Not myself. Okay. I love, uh, you know, if you're comfortable in your own skin, and I love my body. I used it for like a week and I was like, this sucks. So. <laughs> if it was like the power pad, it would have been cool. Yeah. You know? It wasn't it really a game, though. You could have DDR to that and stuff. But no. Yeah. It wasn't really oh. a game, though. That released in uh, 2008, right? And that track was actually composed by uh, Toro Minigishi, so back to back. Oh, nice, 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 nice. But yes, uh, I definitely have the memories of uh, Reggie introducing this bad boy right here. Oh, me too, dude. That's for the whole, as you said before we got into it, the whole My Body is Reggie. Or, well, he actually said My Body is Ready, but everybody turned it into My Body is Reggie. The man's a walking meme, and I love it. He really is, and he knows it, and he's okay with it, and... He embraces it, and that's, he, that's what makes yeah, it so cool. He accentuates it. He he really does take it to the next level and give the opportunities to make memes. He's really good at that, so it's really, really super cool. But we'll go ahead and move now to our next piece of music on this episode, and this happens to come from another game where he was very, very influential so much so that uh, if I'm not mistaken, and if I have the correct quote, I'll put it in the episode, but I don't know if I could find it or not. I can't remember if this is one of the ones I found. Uh, when this game was introduced at E3, he went on record of saying, that's why they call me the Reginator. From Wii Sports Resort. This is the main theme. That's why they call me the Reginator. <laughs>
And that was the main theme from Wii Sports Resort, which released here in North America on July 26th, 2009. Composed by, Frank, I just said that's why I should have known who it was, because this was composed by Ryo Nagamatsu. So I remember doing a lot of uh, a lot of research on him. We were just talking about a track coming up and who composed it. Did a lot of work on, on the Zelda franchise as well. But Wii Sports Resort is the the game that came packed in with, well, not packed in, but it had the Wii Motion Plus thing packed into the game itself. And it introduced the whole supposed upcoming one-to-one motion that the Wii Motion Plus was supposed to introduce before we got to Skyward Sword, if you remember. So this game didn't do nearly as well as obviously the original Wii Sports, which came bundled with the console, but it still did fairly well from what I understand. I know I had it simply for the fact that it was because I had to get Wii Motion Plus, and I'm pretty sure my grandma played this. Yeah, probably because this is uh, this had uh, wakeboarding, frisbee, archery, basketball, table tennis, golf, bowling, power cruising, canoeing, cycling, air sports like parachuting, dogfighting, and piloting, and uh, sword play like fencing type stuff. So it was many more activities than we saw with the original Wii Sports, but still with some returning like golf and bowling. It was interesting. I mean, again, it didn't sell nearly as well as the original. Honestly, people played for tennis and bowling, usually. Maybe golf to an extent, but tennis and bowling were the two that uh, really just... Boxing, if you really wanted to... Yeah. If you had someone with you. Yeah, but really those two were the only ones that people went to. And if those two are the ones people are going to, you're including one of them in Wii Sports Resort. Why wouldn't you just stick with the original? If those are the only two things you're exactly. playing. So I, I think this was definitely probably unnecessary. They probably just could have sold the Wii Motion Plus and still got the same amount of money. Um, but yeah, it says right here that it, uh, it sold 33.09 million copies worldwide, which is a fairly, fairly impressive number. Uh, all right. Well, well, I'm about to take a backseat here for a little bit because we're about to go on a on a trip into Frank's list where he has the next five picks uninterrupted. So, so join me on this little trip through Frankistan. Uh, for my first pick here, uh, something that Reggie sold me on, probably my favorite Nintendo system to date. That's saying something. This is the Mii Maker music from Nintendo 3DS. For this first installment, we've got some important news. If you're an owner of Nintendo 3DS, or just thinking of becoming one. And really, if you're neither one yet, what's wrong with you?
is the Mii Maker music from the Nintendo 3DS. Uh, Nintendo 3DS, I bought it day one, March 27th, 2011. Little story, it was, uh, it was my 10-year high school reunion, but because in Brentwood, we don't, things, don't do things normal, we ended up having an 11-year reunion. Is that Reggie's fault? Uh, it's, it, I, I won't blame Reggie, I'll blame Brentwood. Uh, not only that, we had it in March. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Snow but we, yeah, whatever, so, so it was a uh, 10 and a half year reunion. But uh, I, I remember there, and I got it, and I became an ambassador to 3DS. Oh, because you were dumb enough to buy it when it first came out when they had nothing. Uh-huh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you are one of those guys. <laughs> I was one of those guys. I bought the game, and the Mii Maker was just a, it was such a cool thing. We, we, we had Mii's on the Wii. Right. So the whole idea with this is your, your Mii's, you could street pass them, you could trade them out. And I thought, you know, the more you make, the more you can trade. I didn't realize you're trading yourself. You're like sending yourself out. I didn't know that. You know, it's... So I made Reggie. I made Miyamoto. I made all these things like so people would see like, oh, cool. Look, look what I got, you know, because that's how, that's how the the, uh, the Mii Parade worked. On yes, the which was very, very cool. I loved that app, dude. So I, you know, that, that, I, there was great intentions there. But uh, through Street Pass, I actually got the official Reggie. Uh, I don't know if everyone got him or I got him for the fact that like I, he was in building with me. No, everybody, everybody got him. They released him as like a promotional thing. Because I remember okay, getting him okay. too. All right. I don't know if everybody has me his gold pants. So <laughs> there you go. At least, he, at least he's wearing pants, unlike you. <laughs> Reggie was really big on promoting the 3DS, like huge promoting the 3DS. I associated him mostly with the 3DS, to be quite honest. Everything he talked about for quite a while was 3DS this, 3DS that. Yeah, yeah, there was. He definitely was a, a big fan of the Nintendo 3DS, and I think a lot of people were. There's a reason why the console was number one of the number one selling consoles in terms of ever, I guess. I mean, I still play mine to this day. I, mean, I, I, I have a much later model. I have the 3DS XL. I haven't played my 3DS in about... I want to say a year and a half to two years. Really? Uh, yeah, I I sold mine. Like we have we have Jessica's. This only one we really need. I don't have one anymore. Okay, okay, but you still have access to play 3DS games. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, there just isn't any releasing that I care to play. I mean, I guess the most recent one I was interested in was Luigi's Mansion, but that was just a port. Like I didn't have to play through that again. So there really hasn't any been anything that caught my attention that I wanted to stick around for. I'm still playing Pokemon there. Yeah, see, I, I didn't jump into Pokemon there. I jumped in with Let's Go on the Switch. So I'm just kind of waiting for next gen now. So fair enough. Fair enough. But it's I really loved the social aspect of the 3DS. Going to like uh, Comic Con or any kind of big convention, street passing. It was such a novel idea. I really liked it. I really wish the Switch would do that. I would bring the Switch with me places. Yeah, it would be it would be pretty cool if they actually did that. But uh, from one system to another, uh, it's probably our least favorite Nintendo system. <laughs> Without question. This is the Wii U chat music from the Wii U.
was the Wii U chat music from uh, the Wii U? Uh, that was a console. Uh, both tracks you just heard, the 3DS and this one, both composed by Kazumi Tataka. Yes. So I wonder. I, I wonder if they have a uh, hidden Tataka songs in the actual systems themselves. Probably, but I don't know for sure. I think I think I remember hearing the 3DS does, but I don't remember exactly what you have to do to hear it. The Wii U, we make fun of it. We make fun of it, but it wasn't terrible. It was badly marketed. It was badly named. And it just was more or less a mistake to really focus so much on the tablet. But for what it's worth, it had some good games. Yeah, yeah. Um, it released November 18, 2012. I got mine November 18, 2012. I was an ambassador. <laughs> I didn't actually have mine uh, right away. Uh, Jessica, one of the first things she actually bought me as a gift after we first started dating was the one that bought me this uh, for Valentine's Day the next year. So in 2013 is when I got it. Uh, Valentine's Day 2013. <laughs> uh, I, I bought this, I believe, actually in Nintendo World. Okay. Um, and when you since you were like the first ones to buy it, it was like a lifetime, like supposed to be like 30% off on like everything you buy online. But it was that, that, that last, it didn't last. I was going to say, you still getting that? Because that's a pretty good deal on some new games. No, I don't even think it lasted a month or two. Yeah, I didn't figure it would probably one time only but it was it was pretty cool to actually video chat with a couple friends but uh i got a computer i have a, <laughs> a ba basic technology uh, <laughs> it, it, you know i have a cell phone i can skype i can do all those things like that yeah they focus way too much on the tablet um they did because they, like i said there were several great games on the wii u like mario kart which we eventually got on the switch uh, like Tokyo Mirage Sessions, like Xenoblade Chronicles, so many uh, great games released on the platform. No, no one is biggest. Is my opinion. Like you know, you might agree, but or not, its biggest downfall was its name. Yeah. The fact that they called the fact that they called it the Wii U and not, and not something different made people think that it was just like a upgraded Wii. It was like the same thing. Yes. Uh, and that that, that, really, that hurt them. They could have kept the U moniker, but they should have said something U X U. You know what I mean? Instead of Wii U, it should have been like, Nintendo U or something like that. And I think that would have been smarter. Because they, they kept Wii U games mixed in with Wii games. They did. Walmart specifically. Uh, absolutely. And that's one of your your, your major markets. Yeah. And they made no distinction between the two. You know, you, it's very easy to get mistaken if you didn't know any better, especially if you, if you sent in grandma out to buy a game. <laughs> yeah. The difference between the blue box and the white box is what now? Yeah, they're going to have no idea. So... It was it was a poorly marketed system, which is, again, a shame because it had some great games. And the the Wii U chat music is as Nintendo music typically is for their operating systems. Quite good. It's really, really good. You know, Nintendo knows what they're doing when it comes to making the their system musics. The, the, hell, their shot music. Classic. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, I get to go again, Brian. Isn't that crazy? Man, you still got three tracks to go in this block of Frank. All right, well, uh, sticking with the Wii U, this was a game that was bundled in with my Wii U. I don't know if it bundled in with all of them, I'm assuming. I think it was because I have it and I wouldn't have bought it either. <laughs> exactly. Uh, from Nintendo Land, this is the main theme. I'm hungry now. You scare me, Regime. <laughs> oh, I'm you coming to enough. eat you.
was the main theme to Nintendo Land. Um, Nintendo Land was a pack-in title with the Wii U. Just a bunch of little mini-games all put together. It's a typical fare. Not a bad game. Not, nothing, nothing I would have spent money for. But uh, definitely something, you know, it, was, it was a cool thing for them to give to us. It's a good pack-in game. Which is what 1-2-Switch should have been. Because that would have been a good uh, pack-in game. You stole exactly what I was yeah. going to say right there. Words from my mouth, man. Sell, selling Nintendo Land is like selling 1-2-Switch. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a tech demo. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's, it's showing you like, all the features of your Wii U. We 1-2-Switch was just a, a dumb move. Can't believe someone bought that thing, but whatever. The Metroid Blast game, though, was kind of fun. It was. I think the Legend of Zelda one was pretty cool, too. The Battle Quest one? Yeah. They had the Animal Crossing game, too, which was interesting. I mean, I enjoyed it because it was Animal Crossing, but... But it is what it is, but, uh... Ryo, uh, Ryo Nagamatsu on that one, right? Why? You just all over my stuff today, okay? This is my block, Ryan. Well, talk faster, Frank. <laughs> wow. Stop, stop taking so many pauses, Frank. That's your job to come up, okay. I uh, do, yeah, Frank. Come <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, composed by Ryo Nagamatsu. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. You're Just welcome. Are so helpful. I am doing what I can. I am very helpful. Probably the best game on the Wii U here. <laughs> uh, at least, mm, at least in my opinion. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know that I could say that. Arguably, one of the best games on the Wii U. <laughs> I could say that. From, from Super Smash Brothers Wii U. Stupid name. Very, very stupid name. And a track I picked, and I'll explain why in a little bit. This is a uh, Hidden Mountain slash Forest theme. I gotta be honest with the community. I gotta be honest, right? I play all of the Nintendo games. I suck at Smash. <laughs> but, but, I, my opportunity is coming with Smash on 3DS. Because now okay. I'm going to play it on the go. I'm going to be able to come back up next time and kick your ass. <laughs>
And from Super Smash Brothers Wii U, that's the Hidden Mountain Forest theme uh, composed by Shota Kageyama. Kageyama, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I picked that specifically because Reggie's favorite Nintendo game is A Link to the Past. Yes, which we can't play from because, well, first of all, we've already played everything. But secondly, even if we wanted to make a special occasion, it didn't release during the time he was there. And we picked from the time he was there. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I found a way to pull it off, <laughs> which is cool. And I think this is also the same track we hear for this in um, the ultimate Smash Ultimate, because it's the same track. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Reggie was a big fan of the Smash. He still is a Smash Brothers fan. He 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 wasn't that great at it. He says he, you know he played it and he sucked at it. He there was that Smash match he lost at E3 one year, and he said I'm going to train up now because it's on the go. Because not only is it on the Wii U, it's on the 3DS. This is the same one that released both systems. And he's like, and next time we meet, I'm going to kick your ass. Yes, yes, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Pfft. That's that's the pure Brentwood Reggie heat just coming through. <laughs> you lost that heat at some point. It went down to Harlem to to become Harlem Heat. WWE Hall of Famers. Oh, can now. you dig that, sucker? WWE Hall of Famers now. Now, uh, before we get into our next track, um, I'm gonna have a nice little audio clip from Reggie here, and then a quick word from our sponsor uh, from the Nintendo E3 2015 promo ad for the Nintendo World Championships. This is Virtual Tiger. bring back the Nintendo World Championships. It'll be the first time we've done it in 25 years, and I'm gonna compete! Reggie, you can't be in the tournament. You're Reggie. You work for Nintendo. Not anymore! Hey guys, Brian here from Level Down Games, the BG Mania video game music podcast, and the Max Level video game podcast here, to talk to you a bit about OP Seat. The team at Level Down Games was fortunate enough to receive chairs from them, and let me be the first to say, OP Seat blows any previous chair I've ever used out of the water. I'm not a stranger to quote-unquote gaming chairs, and have used several in the past. Without a shadow of a doubt, OP Seat delivers the ultimate level of comfort and support for extended gaming hours, or in my case, extended studio sessions at work. The ergonomic pillows are a big reason for the comfort levels being so nice. A smaller one to support your head and neck, and a much larger one for the lumbar support that I didn't know I needed until I positioned it correctly and sunk back into the chair. They're made from the same type of material that you can find in high-end luxury cars, so you know these babies are comfortable. After having put over 10 hours a day in this chair for the past 12 days straight, you can take my word for it. OP Seat is at the top of the class when it comes to quality gaming chairs. Head on over to opseat.com today and upgrade your battle station the way it deserves to be done. When you're training for tomorrow, there's no time to rest. And so high in the sky, you will fly. Don't you cry, you gotta hit it with some zest. You're a virtual tiger. Yeah. 
And that was a virtual tiger from the Nintendo's E3 2015 presentation announcing so the good. Nintendo World Championships. It's so good, man. I like that. That that is obviously that is just so us retro wave, synth yes. wave. It's everything, man. It's so good. Eighties montage style. Um, Absolutely, which is what it was actually like. The actual video itself was designed around that mentality. Oh yeah, it was it was Reggie training with all kinds of video game products like the Virtual Boy, the Power Pad. He was running. He got lazy, started using his hands. You can actually uh, kind of hear some of the sound effects in that because yes. it, it it is just like a. It's an enhanced, ripped version from their video because I don't think that song was ever officially put out as a separate track. Not that I know of. It was done by the uh, the podcast Mega Sixty Four. Yeah. So sh- shout out to them. Yeah, absolutely. I love this. This is one of those just glaring Reggie moments in my mind. Uh, he, he actually, at one point during this video, is wearing a little Max pink. Uh, Yes. You know, uh, sweatshirt. And uh, Bill is, is riding an elliptical bike and he's like riding behind him as if he's doing the thing. They were so good together, man. This is the same E3 video where Reggie quit Nintendo to, to participate in the championships, right? Yes. And he hired that little kid. <laughs> yes. Because uh, they're like, he goes, I, I, I'm going to compete. They go, you can't. You're a part time. He goes, not anymore. <laughs> Which is which is kind of sad at the same time because now he really, as of next Monday, actually is no longer part of Nintendo. <laughs> it just you're just doing that because the Nintendo World Championships 2020 are coming up and he has to take the whole year to train. I get a, it. Yeah, I'm wise to your game. He'll be back Reggie. next. He'll be back next year after he loses in the uh, World Championships again. Unless Kill he defeat Bowser. Unless he wins and then he may never come back. So I'm sure I'm sure we'll see Reggie doing something awesome soon. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we will. Uh, at least I hope so. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and move to we're 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 done with the block of Frank. That was the the fifth of fifth songs. Nah, let's keep it going. <laughs> we finally get to move to uh, a couple tracks that I had to uh, I had the pleasure of picking, and the first one I want to go to is a moment that I really enjoyed from Reggie's career, where he introed a game franchise that we hadn't seen yet here in North America, but was hugely popular over in Japan. From Yokai Watch, this is the ending theme.
that was the ending theme from Yokai Watch, which released here in North America November 6th, 2015, over two years after the release date in Japan, which came out July 11th, 2013. This was a Nintendo 3DS game, and it was composed by Kenichiro Sego. It also has an anime attached to it that uh, is actually quite good. Jessica and I watched the uh, the first season of it. I know there's more than that that has been localized now with uh, with English subtitles, and I think it even had English dub, if I'm remembering correctly. But it was good. We haven't went back and watched any of the other ones after season one, but it was actually pretty entertaining. I enjoyed this game. I haven't played two. I think there's a third, but I kind of stopped after this one. Did you actually play this? No. Oh, okay. Uh, um, but like... But it's, it's it's pretty much like a it's a Pokemon esque kind of game, but not exactly correct, correct, correct. And the uh, and the battle system is done by like a like a spin the spin the wheel type thing that shows up at the bottom of the screen. So it's it's definitely a lot more simplistic. Uh, developed and pu- published here in North America by Nintendo, but it was actually developed and published in Japan by Level Five, which is one of the main reasons why I wanted to initially jump into the Yokai Watch video game. Because Level 5 is, is a company that holds a special place in my heart. Obviously, I talk about it all the time. But they're Dark Cloud. They're Rogue Galaxy. They're Nino Kuni. They're Professor Layton. They're a fantastic JRPG studio. That's really what got my interest peaked about Yokai Watch. And it was fun. Like I said, I just I don't think that there was anything new that I wanted to experience with a second and then a third game. But when Reggie introed this for North American audiences for the first time, during that direct man it was so funny it was so good and he was actually using the music from the anime at the time as well i had no idea what was going on when it it happened but i I laughed i thought it was awesome it was an awesome moment he was dancing along these little little ghost spirits are popping up on there yeah yeah which is the way that the anime closes out every single time with their little dance that they do uh it was it was so funny man i I was digging it so much and that's kind of what i'm gonna miss because with with the Nintendo Directs, how we have them now, I, I'm hoping somebody will step in and, and fill the shoes because, you know, we lost Iwata. He passed away tragically, and he was such a staple with the Nintendo Directs. And then Reggie's he such was. a staple with Nintendo Directs and being funny and being amusing and keeping people entertained. I don't I can't think of another person that that has done that. So they need someone to step in and actually fill those shoes and and be entertaining and be funny because I don't want to just move to the monotonous. I don't want to move to monotony and and have it be boring again like it used to be because that would be very, very unfortunate for Nintendo. I have high hopes that they they figure this out. Who knows? Maybe we're ready to uh, take everything ahead of time. <laughs> years and years and years in advance. <laughs> no. If anybody knows, it's the Reginator. Of course, of course. Uh, it was cool, though, because one of the things that Reggie was there for at Nintendo was their initial and still currently push into the mobile market. So I want to take a listen to a track from their very first mobile release, which was Mitomo. The name of the track is Photo. Just just remember, muscle is heavier than fat. <laughs> keep that in, I will keep that keep, in mind. Keep that in mind. <laughs> Thank you. 
Me Photo from Me Tomo, <laughs> which came out here in North America. Actually, it was a worldwide release, uh, March 17th, 2016. Crazy that that is already over three years ago since Nintendo jumped into the mobile market because it doesn't feel like that long ago, man. Feels like it was like last year. It really does. I, I played it on Me Phono for about a I mean, week ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. What's funny is that, well, first of all, this was actually composed by two individuals, Daisuke Matsuoka and Asuka Ito. It's a very, very, very fun, childlike, whimsical track. Anytime you get those little vocals going in there, it's it's so good, man. It's so good. The wah, 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 you know, like the traditional Mario stuff. Exactly. Ba, 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 da, da, that kind of stuff. Uh, any anytime that stuff is going on, man, it's just a lot of fun. It's really cool. I am surprised with how much I actually played Mitomo when it first came out, because it's not really my type of game. Jessica absolutely loved Mitomo, but she likes things like Tomodachi Life, and you know th- there was Mitopia on the 3DS, which she really enjoyed. She likes those types of experiences, so she played it a lot more than I did. But for what it's worth, I actually played it for several weeks until I actually stopped. So that was pretty impressive for me. I did enjoy it. I liked the little had that crane system built into it where you could get like new things for your characters. If you remember, like you could play that crane game and you had to earn tickets through doing certain things to actually play it. And then you could also unlock things for your phone, like wallpapers. And that. it was it was cool how they tied things in together. And again, it was the first time Nintendo actually ever jumped in to the mobile space. And then we would start seeing things like. I mean, Pokemon Go coming from the Pokemon Company, uh, Super Mario Run, Fire Emblem Heroes or whatever they call that, Fire Emblem Fates, whatever they call the one on mobile devices. Uh, They just really jumped in in Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, probably their biggest one yet. I mean, everybody's still playing that in anticipation for Animal Crossing coming to Switch later this year. So I think moving to mobile was was smart and, and Reggie probably had a big part in that because I think Reggie knew that it was a big market they should be in. Yeah, and it's just going to keep going. I do believe the new one coming is going to be Dr. Mario. Dr. Mario is coming later this year, yeah. And and there was rumblings of a, I do believe it was Mario Kart. Mario Kart is also still coming. Yeah, I don't know. I think Mario Kart may have been delayed till next year, but I think Dr. Mario is the one for this year. And Dr. Mario, as we talked about on the Maxwell podcast when it first got unveiled, perfect for mobile phones. Perfect. It's the perfect game for that. So uh, anyway, you're up next. Can you do me a favor, Rob, Brian? What's that? Do a battle royale. Oh, come on. I was going to try to time at the same time. I knew what you were going to say, too, as soon as you asked. From Star Fox Zero, this is Corneria.
And that was Corneria from Star Fox Zero, composed by Ria Kondo. This is another one of those classic Reggie moments that I'm never, ever going to forget. The uh, puppets? The puppets? Come on now. The puppets. Yes, with, with the puppets of him, it was him, Awada, and... Miyamoto. Miyamoto? Yeah, absolutely. And they, and, and they became the Star Fox characters. Star Fox Zero, terrible game, but a great marketing lead up to it. Great mark. I just, I'll never forget, it's, it's Reggie as a puppet doing push-ups. He's like, Nintendo 61, Nintendo 62, Nintendo 63, Nintendo 64. Like, <laughs> uh, it, it, it was awesome. I did, actually, did, I did not play this game. I know oh, you okay. played the game. I, I actually, I own the game. So yeah, I, I definitely played it. Again, it wasn't that great of a game, but the marketing lead up to it and how they, they had fun with themselves. And, and this was Iwata's last E3 appearance before he passed away. Um, you know, he, he was, that's why they did the puppet thing because he was extremely sick. Yes. So that he didn't want to be on camera. So they did that whole different type of look at things. And it was, it was bittersweet, but touching at the same time. And Corneria, a track that exists throughout Star Fox. Like, this is not unique to Star Fox Zero, but this is a fantastic rendition of this particular track. Rio Kondo is just one of the greats. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I agree with that. And Star Fox music in general, man, it, it really is strong. Like, I still do want to do an episode in the future focused on music just from Star Fox because... While I don't think each game deserves its own episode, I think just, you know, particularly focusing in on every Star Fox game for one episode, including Adventures, might be kind of fun to do. Star Fox Adventures actually has a pretty good soundtrack, but it was rare. So what do you expect? Rare music generally had good music. I can tell you, I've ne never been a Star Fox fan. Really? At all? Not even the Super Nintendo? Not even. I mean, everybody has a couple of franchises they just don't like, they just don't dig. For me, it's Star Fox and Pikmin. I just never... They're, they're the two big Nintendo ones that I just never... Pikmin I understand. Myself. Pikmin I understand because Pikmin is very... Star Fox is hard. Star Fox is it's challenging, but you like... You you're supposedly like challenging games. It's too hard. <laughs> uh, P Pikmin is one of those games that I think you're either going to like or you don't like, and you're on the camp of not liking it, whereas I, I tend to really enjoy it because of the visuals and the gameplay. But Star Fox, man, I, I just think that is such a fantastic game from a gameplay perspective that it, it's it's crazy not to like it. Just zero shit the bed, man. It sucked. So I don't know. Uh, anyway, you have another track, don't you? Oh, this is my last pick of the episode. It is. But from a game which I think might be the best of the series, unless you count Mario 3, uh, from Super Mario Odyssey, this is Run, Jump, Throw, number one. The game is fun. The game is a battle. If it's not fun, why bother? If it's not a battle, where's the fun? It's a test that you pass or a quest that you fail. A race against time, fun and battle, always locked together. But the game is also something else. It's a journey, a passport to new worlds, maybe even an odyssey. A look, a feel, an exploration. Close your focus and open your mind. Yes, the journey requires the right ticket, and that ticket is Nintendo Switch. But in the end, it's not just where you can take your game. It's where your game can take you. So let's go.
and that was Run Jump Throw number one from Super Mario Odyssey, composed by Naoto Kubo. Uh, yeah, Reggie was big on hyping this game up. Uh, not that this game needed any hype in general, because it's awesome. But uh, I'll always remember Reggie wearing Cappy out on stage, him and Miyamoto. Oh, yeah, man. I absolutely think that this, it was such a good moment because it was us as Nintendo fans getting to return to the 3D style that we wanted. I mean, everyone wanted us to go back to like the Super Mario 64 or the Super Mario Galaxy type style of games. And that's what this ended up being, that open world 3D, fully explorable, not as good as Super Mario 64 type of game. Do you really? Do you, do, you, do you honestly hold that opinion? I do. Yeah. All right, I'll respect I, that. I, 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 I didn't say it when you actually entered the track, saying you obviously with no, Mario no, Three. I, 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 I respect that because I, I have my tier listing is I think Super Mario Three is the pinnacle of Mario, and I'll, I'll probably always hold that. Then, then it goes Odyssey. Then it goes Odyssey and sixty four. So I, I have them right there next to each other. My that's my top three as well, just in a different order. It's Mario sixty four, Odyssey, and then Mario Three. Okay, so let's. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight you on that one because 64 is a great game. Yeah, through and through. Yeah, it's it's still the only Mario game that I can sit here and have fond memories of and and still get the itch to go back and play all the time. Like I know you play Mario 3 all the time. Mario 3 is your Mario 64, as we say. But mm-hmm. Odyssey, a game I've still yet to finish. I have And you're pissing me off. <laughs> it, well, <laughs> it, it's it's because I don't even have an itch to go back and do it right now. Whereas if I, I more want to go back and play Mario 64 than I want to jump back in and finish Odyssey. Like, that's... I, I just... Brian, you have, to confi- you have to complete 104 games this year. Please finish Odyssey. Odyssey will be one of the games this year, but I, I, okay. I toot my own horn a little bit. I'm already at 32 games, so pretty damn good. Well, let's make it 33. Come on. <laughs> I, 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 had, I had to take you kicking and screaming into Hellblade sending you a sacrifice. I'm going to take you kick, kicking and screaming into Odyssey from here on out. Isn't this a remix of a Mario 64 track? It sounds yeah, like a slide theme, right? It is. It's it's just another version of the slide theme. <laughs> I, I thought so. Yeah, no, I just making sure because I remember when we played uh, when we did the episode on Super Mario 64, there was another track in Mario 64 that was also kind of like a, a reprise or a remix of the slide theme. Uh, it, it's something like that we hear. Yeah, I was gonna say it's something that we hear actually pretty frequently throughout Mario is uh, is this particular rendition of, of music. We just get different instrumentations as we go through. Yeah. And it's super cool because we always hear something kind of unique, but familiar at the same time. Uh, great track though, man. Super fun, super joyous, and and it really is like a personification, somewhat of, of Reggie's career at Nintendo. Just how fun he had. He ran, he jumped, he threw. Number one. <laughs> Reggie, number one. Yes. They uh, and 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 it's sad because now we're on the Switch. Obviously, moving into Super Mario Odyssey, and and my last two picks for the episode. We, you know, that was our 14th track. We still have two more to go. They also come from the Switch because we tried to spread it out between the consoles that released during Reggie's tenure at Nintendo. So that's why we tried to kind of we, we had uh, we had GameCube, we had 3DS, we had Wii U, we had Wii, we have Switch. Those are the only that's and it's well, Game Boy Advance with Mother 3, but he wasn't really there when when GBA first hit. But it, they still were releasing games for the for the platform. But, they were. Uh, yeah. When he when he started. So. You know, we really hit all of the uh, all of the consoles and and mobile devices, obviously, that that came out when Nintendo was at Red uh, when Nintendo was at Reggie when Reggie was at Nintendo. So I'm gonna move into my penultimate pick for this episode. Happens to come from one of my favorite games on the Nintendo Switch, and the reason I picked this particular track 
One, because of the way it was introed in the Nintendo Direct when this was first shown off and how excited there's there actually a reaction video up on our YouTube channel. We were at, we were doing stuff at the time that this came out. But I think this track, much like the one you just played with Run Jump Throw number one, very much is a symbolism of Reggie's career at Nintendo with how fun and silly this track is. So from Xenoblade Chronicles 2, this is a Nopon's life. was a no pawns life from xenoblade chronicles 2 which we have played a lot of music from in the past i know but this particular game came out worldwide december 1st 2017 on the nintendo switch several composers but that particular track was done by ace team otherwise uh tomero kudo and chico are the two that make up ace team uh, if you remember uh, yeah, Mitsuda. Chico. yeah not 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 the bad guy but uh Yasunori Mitsuda, Kenji Hiramatsu, and Manami Kiyota also involved with the uh, soundtrack for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Like I said, this is the, uh, it's more or less a fun track. It's a very, very, very fun track. And and in my opinion, it does really encapsulate everything about Reggie's career at Nintendo. And the Nopon are a race in in the world of Xenoblade. And they're, they're just this little cute, cuddly creature, as much like Reggie's a cute, cuddly creature, I guess. I don't know. And uh, they're, they're just fun, man. And, and Reggie was all about the fun, and he's all about the games. One of my favorite Reggie quotes is where he was sitting there with Jeff Keighley in one of their interviews. Him and Jeff had such good chemistry back and forth against each other, even though they, they played it off as like they didn't really like each other. They had such good chemistry together where, you know, Reggie's sitting there. It's all about the games. Like, that's one of my favorite things that they yes. actually did. 
uh, and and play the game. Like all that that stuff was just so freaking funny because this was in the time period of the Wii U. Obviously, this game is Switch, but that particular quote is in the uh, time frame of of Wii U where everyone was making fun of it and. You know, Jeff included, like, man, you just, you guys have no games, and Reggie, play the g It was so good, dude. It was so <laughs> freaking good. I, I really enjoyed it a lot. But, yeah, anytime I think Reggie at Nintendo now, obviously it's going to be filled with happy memories. Uh, really, really turned Nintendo around somewhat, in my opinion. Uh, did, did great things for them after becoming the president of Nintendo of America. Just... You look at the success that the Switch is having right now. Like, the Switch is on fire. Obviously, that is not all attributed to, to Reggie, but some of it is. Some of it has to be. I give him full credit. I don't, because there's a big team behind it. But some of that is, is Reggie's vision or Reggie's direction to to where the company should be going. And, and it is a good direction, and I do hope that Doug Bowser is able to continue what Reggie started at Nintendo, be a fun personality, uh, because we haven't really seen too much of Doug Bowser. We've seen him once, and the one time we saw him, he wasn't nearly as fun as Reggie. So hopefully he can come out of his shell. You know, get it? Because he's a turtle, because he's Bowser. Hopefully he can come out of his shell a little <laughs> bit. And, uh, and, and really, that was a fake laugh if I've ever heard one. But just be more himself and more open on camera. Because that's what Nintendo Directs need. That's what makes Nintendo Directs so endearing to the public and so, you know, fun to watch. There's a reason why the Internet breaks down on places like NeoGAF and Reset Era every time a Nintendo Direct happens because they're hype inducing. They're hype worthy. But a lot of that is because of the people behind the Directs themselves, like Reggie. So, again, that stuff has to continue on. The, uh, the last piece of music we're going to take a listen to in this episode where we kind of celebrated the career of Reggie fils at Nintendo is from the most recent game where, again, this is a Nintendo Switch game, but it's super cool as well because this was the first time Nintendo went back to being wacky, crazy Nintendo, and they released a cardboard box kit, so to speak, called Nintendo Labo. And now, actually, this week, on Friday, they're coming out with the VR kit for Nintendo Labo, which is going to, you know, bring VR slash Google Cardboard type stuff to the Switch, which is even going to include support for games like Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild later this month. So the last track we're going to listen to from Nintendo Labo is titled Build Finish Music which uh, plays when you finish building your thing that you're building, obviously, and you can kind of hear, like, a, a rocket ship taking off at the end of that track there. Nintendo Labo originally released April 20th, 2018 worldwide. Again, they do release Toy-Cons kits, so to speak, throughout the year. Like, we had the robot kit, the vehicle kit, and now, as I mentioned, the VR kit coming out this Friday. Uh, the hardest composer we've ever had to track down on an episode of BG Mini, I think, but we were able to determine it is Toshiyuki Sudo, who is also known for doing games like Miitopia, the NES remixes, uh, Nintendojo, Style Savvy. Obviously, he has tracks in Smash, and then uh, a couple other random games that look like they may have been exclusive to, to Japan. So, yeah, that was fun. We had to go dig through a Japanese interview where they kind of listed off some of the people that worked on the game and search each individual name one by one to determine who was the actual composer. But once we had the name, I had just had to go to the Wikipedia of Nintendo, the Nintendo.fandom.com website, 
and uh, and double check and it is listed there. So that's super cool. But again, man, another very fun track, another track that really just it it it, it oozes with charm. And it's it's so good. It's really, really good. And, you know, I think that's a good way to end it, you know, because that's that's what that's what Reggie did. He oozed charm. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I mean, I hopefully it's that Brett Woods swagger. Somehow you lost it when you moved to Colorado. I got it back. I'm, I'm dripping with it. You never I'm got stopping. it. You're, you're dripping with something else, and it's called sweat. Brian, that's not nice. It's an audio podcast. Okay? <laughs> you're not, act- uh, you're not I, actually and sweating. And that's, and that's glandular. OK, that's okay. Saying, you're not actually sweating. But no. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So this was a very fun episode. Like I said, I, I liked doing this where, you know, Reggie isn't someone we would normally spotlight on an episode of BG Mina because Reggie isn't a composer. But Reggie is such a big figure in the gaming industry that it was kind of fun to explore his career at Nintendo through the musical side of games. You look at the tracks that we played, a good chunk of them are very fun in nature because that's what Reggie was all about. There were some epic tracks like the one from Twilight Princess, but still most of the tracks were fun. And that is, I think, how Reggie will be remembered. It's all about the games. Exactly. It's all about the games. And Nintendo does. They they make great games. They really do. I mean, no ifs, ands or buts about it. Nintendo developed games are fun every single time for the most part. There hasn't been that many that aren't fun at the core. And that's that's pretty impressive. So, yeah, I do think that is going to bring us to the close of this episode, though, unless you have anything else you want to mention before we get on out of here. Just best wishes, Reggie, on the bigger, brighter things. Hopefully he's actually, hopefully. Although bigger and brighter than Nintendo, I don't know what you could possibly do. I was going to say, hopefully he's not moving on to like a different company or something. I No. Because his quote was that he's retiring from Nintendo. My man is is loyal, okay? I hope so. But his quote was that. I'm hoping this is for a 2020 presidential bid. (laughs) His quote was that he's just retiring from Nintendo. So I'm hoping that he's not like. My country is Reggie. My country is Reggie. Dude, I would vote for Reggie. Are you kidding me? Uh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, I would absolutely vote for Reggie. I think he would do a great job as president. And may- <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> Nintendo running America? <laughs> that'd be, yes. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. We get the return of Saturday morning cartoons. We're, get, we're bringing back Mario. We're bringing back Zelda. We're bringing it all back. The official currency is being changed to coins. I like to see the Moblins try to invade my nation. <laughs> oh, man, that would be hilarious. I don't that'd be so good. But yeah, I just don't want to see him end up at Microsoft or Sony because <laughs> that would suck. That, nah, he's loyal. But I, n- nothing against Microsoft or Sony. Love both those companies. But it would be a devastating blow to see Reggie, who is Nintendo, at one of those companies. So that, that would kind of be a devastating blow. But uh, yeah, that is going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by leveldowngames.com. Thanks again to OP Seat for sponsoring both the episode and Level Down Games. Remember to check out our unboxing video and review on our website, which will be up sometime this week if they aren't already. And check them out officially at opseat.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to BG Mania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. 
We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash games and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, hit up twitch.tv slash games and click that follow button. Dude, we've crossed 3,500 subs on uh, on YouTube, which means we've picked up over 500 in a month, which is actually pretty freaking cool. We're 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 we're, we're getting somewhere. Thank you. Thank you all. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Thank you. So I remember we, you know, it, it used to take us months to get a, a thousand just here and there. And, and now we're, we're starting to get it on a more uh, consistent basis, which is really, really nice. So I, we do appreciate all of the support, whether it's by listening to our podcasts, whether it's by consuming our videos and subscribing on YouTube, whether it's by following us on Twitch. And if you actually want to follow someone on Twitch that is live three nights a week, Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays. Hit up uh, our, our buddy Kyle here at Level Down Games, twitch.tv slash Bruce underscore deduce. That's B-R-U-C-E underscore D-E-D-E-U-C-E and check out his streams. He is a variety streamer, but he does play a lot of Rocket League. So uh, very entertaining to watch, though. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Again, check the description box for all of the appropriate links that we mentioned here in the outro. Next week, we're going to be taking a look at a, a game franchise that has largely been ignored here in North America. But recently, and the reason I wanted to do this episode recently is because Sega just announced a new entry in this franchise and they already confirmed it's coming west in spring 2020. So I want to take a listen and take a dive into the past of this franchise and listen to some excellent music. Frank's going to be going on a journey because he's not even familiar with this IP, not even familiar with this franchise. So Frank's going to be going on a wonderful musical journey with the rest of you next week as we listen to music from the franchise of Sakura Wars. Taking us out of this episode once again, we have music from Nintendo Labo. Again, the track is Build Finish Music, composed by Toshiyuki Sudo. Keep the music playing, keep it loud, and best wishes, Reggie. What's your take on play the game? What is your strategy moving forward? Play the game. And what's your take on you know, the health of the overall industry. Play the game. I would love to play the game. Ooh.